0: Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the Substance of Choice Sobriety Podcast, where we talk about finding your substance in your life after you quit your substance of choice. As always, I'm your host, Tara, and we're in the middle of holiday season. I missed Thanksgiving. I was super busy at work. It was just crazy, but I'm here for Christmas. (laughs) The holiday season. It is the most, probably the most triggering time of the year for a lot of people who are sober. There's wine, there's cocktails, there's beers, there's events, there's parties, there's family gatherings, there's work parties, there's literally a thousand parties and like holiday festive fun things all crammed into like two weeks three weeks of the year a lot of the time it can feel like overkill on the alcohol we're supposed to be celebrating and be joyous and be merry and like we're supposed to be festive and fun but if you're sober if you're newly sober especially it doesn't feel like fun it feels like just pressure and triggers from literally every direction and angle of your life and it can be extraordinarily overwhelming i mean in early sobriety You are feeling your emotions for the first time. You are finding your boundaries for the first time. You're identifying who and what in your life is triggering and who is harmful. You're feeling so many things for the first time in many, many years. And there are so many temptations. (laughs) There are so many people, places, and things that can bring up all of those old triggering feelings or even, you know the desire to drink alcohol with the people at the places and doing all the things like you used to do in your drinking life. To put it lightly, the holidays can be very hard for us sober people. I mean, not even just for us sober people. The holidays can be hard for anyone in general and are hard for a lot of people in general. Um, But when you are adding on the little cherry on top of trying to stay sober through all of the stress and all of the things it can be very hard to be honest with you i missed drinking when i went into my first holidays sober i was i got sober in september so i was only sober for a total of three months before i had my first sober holidays and i just i dove head in and looking back maybe that was not the best idea but like i stayed sober through it which is great but My family's from Texas, and my family loves to drink their alcohol. I don't really remember a holiday season without alcohol, without all the people drinking. And as me and my cousins got older, then all my cousins started drinking, and it just became traditional. Alcohol is traditional in many, many, many families' everywhere, especially during the holiday season. So I had a whole bag of mixed feelings, whether that be, you know, I missed drinking. I felt FOMO. I felt like I was never going to connect with anyone ever again. I was sad that I couldn't participate in these things that I had waited so long to participate in as a little kid. And it just brought on like just this whole mixed feelings of shame and regret and remorse and anger and resentment for not being able to drink with everyone. The one thing about my family is there was this kind of like unspoken rule that like you could not drink unless you were 21 years old with everyone. And I got sober my the September after my 21st birthday. So I actually never even got to make it to a holiday that I could drink at, which is kind of a blessing in disguise even though I was like so sad and upset about it. For so many people they don't get sober at 21 and their families let them drink before they're 21 and you spend your basically whole adult life drinking at all of these holiday things and so by the time you do get sober you've already established like this is what you do during the holidays. This is what happens. This is what we do. This is what we drink. These are just the things we do and When you get sober, you have to completely rewrite the script of what do your holidays look like. Even though I never got to experience my drunken holidays with my family, I can pretty much visualize how it would go, like all I'd have to do is like copy my drunken self from literally any situation I drank in and paste it into a holiday setting and it would have been a lot of yelling, throwing things, being angry, saying inappropriate stuff hoarding alcohol for myself stealing from other people's beer cases so i could make sure that i could have enough in order to not have that panicky feeling like it just wouldn't have gone well for me and for many of you out there your holidays have ranged from you know sloppy drunks to the less extreme version of you're just like missing out on connections with people you're just really focused on the drink in your hand and you're really focused on continuing to drink and maybe you don't say things that you regret or do things that you regret but You're missing out on a key element of the holiday season because you are focused on alcohol and not what is immediately around you. No matter what kind of drinker you are, I think the fact remains the same is that drinking does not make the holidays more fun. Being in a place where there is family and trauma and drama and history and emotions and all of these things and you're all kind of stuck together in this little bubble, that can be hard. It's really hard, especially in early sobriety. And I remember feeling a little sense of guilt almost for feeling that I was having a hard time with my sobriety during this holiday season because I felt like I was a failure. I felt like I wasn't doing something right. I felt like, you know, my alcoholism was winning. I felt like, A loser I just had all of these negative emotions because I was missing the drinking experience even though I knew factually like I couldn't do it anymore but now sitting here with a completely different perspective I can see now that if I took a step back I could have seen in the moment that it was hard because I was doing something new. I was doing something traditional in a completely brand new way. I was seeing everything with a brand new set of eyes. I was feeling everything with a completely brand new set of raw emotion. We're seeing friends and family in a new way from a new sober perspective. We are going to events, we're going to holiday parties, we are doing brand new things from a completely different point of view. And of course that's gonna be hard. You don't have the crutch of alcohol anymore. You don't have that thing that gets you through, or what you think gets you through the days, or the weeks, or the nights that can be especially difficult. You're having conversations with people in a sober way. You're trying to make connections in a sober way, and everyone else around you is drinking, and you feel like you're the only one not drinking, and it just, it's just, it's just. There's a lot of emotion going on. There's just a lot going on. There's the feelings of FOMO. There's feelings of guilt. There's the feelings of resentment. There's the feelings of anxiety. There's all these feelings happening at once. And especially in early sobriety, it is overwhelming. Um, But again, now that I have a different perspective, I feel like, and I say this often, but this is such a beautiful time in sobriety. This is a time where you get to build something completely new. And it definitely is a mindset shift because at first you're like, I'm missing out all these things I'm not able to do, all these things that I'm not able to be a part of, all of these connections that I feel like I'm missing out on. Like that's how I used to think of it. But now, well, of course, like with 10 years of a different perspective, I can see now that I got to build something new. I got to process things in a healthy way. I got to go into difficult situations And be my absolute best self. I got to be my best version of myself. I got to control the things I said. I got to control the things that I did. I got to control the things I wanted to do because alcohol wasn't in the driver's seat anymore. Sober holidays can seem really boring and really hard and honestly really horrible at some times. But but wasn't that also your drinking life? Wasn't your drinking life hard and horrible and just not serving you in any way shape or form like I think that's probably why you got sober is because that alcohol that drinking life was not it for you anymore like just stop and think about what led you to sobriety in the first place Was it your inability to stop drinking once you started? Was it your inability to control yourself? Was it the things you said and did? Was it, you know, just the feeling of missing out on life? Was it just the feeling of alcohol is just taking over too big of a portion of your life? Like no matter where you ranged, you quit alcohol for a reason. To be 100% honest, at first I was completely obsessed with the idea of like boozy holidays. I was obsessed with the idea of like fun little cocktails, cute little drinks. The lights, the laughter, the, the merriment, the joy. Like all the things that you think of when you romanticize this drunken, buzzed, alcohol holiday. I was obsessed with that. I was positive that that's what I wanted. And I was positive that that's what I could have one day. But as time passed and as the holidays passed and as I got to witness friends and family get drunk and make those mistakes and do all the things that I used to do maybe not on such a severe scale but still the things that I used to do in some way shape or form the more confident I felt in my sobriety I knew that I had made the right choice for myself like even if everyone else was drinking I knew that I had made the right decision for me. I got to be present for the conversations. I got to make the connections that I had always thought alcohol would provide me, but they never did. I got to choose my own words and my own actions. And I got to wake up. Uh, Really early in the morning before everyone make a really yummy cup of coffee with like a really delicious peppermint creamer and Go sit outside and go enjoy the sunrise while everyone else was nursing a hangover and throwing up and like Just being sick because of alcohol like I got to do so much more because I wasn't drinking I got to make my own holiday instead of alcohol making the holiday for me and what a beautiful like speaking of holiday season like what a beautiful gift that is to make your own choices and to show up as a hundred percent like you and your authentic self i i can't think of anything better but And, you know, I know this from experience, it takes time to feel that way. You don't have one sober holiday and automatically become a pro, but it takes time to get there. And that's not a bad thing and that's not a scary thing. It just takes time to be able to get to a place where you feel okay through the holiday season everybody has to go through the mourning process when it comes to alcohol and these like romanticized holidays or events like that's just something you have to do you have to mourn them you have to mourn the version of yourself that you always thought that you would be and honestly sometimes a small part of your brain still thinks you can be you have to mourn it. You have to put it to rest. You'll see a lot on social media nowadays about how beautiful the holidays can be and how amazing the holidays can be because you know people on social media just they have a tendency to post like this curated version of like how their life is and you know what holidays look like. But holidays are hard for a lot of people. Um, honestly, y'all know I've been sober for many years now. I went home for the holidays and came home and cried for two days. <laughs> um, Doesn't matter how long you have sobriety or have been in sobriety or have been practicing your sobriety, holidays are hard. Family is stressful. This season can be extraordinarily difficult, no matter your sober status. But for me, in my situation, that's more on like managing stress, which is something like we'll get into in another episode. But in this episode, I really want to focus more on like the morning of not being able to drink anymore. And to that, I want to speak to, you know, if you're feeling that way, you are completely valid in feeling that way. It does not mean you are weak. It does not mean you are in a bad place in your sobriety. It means you're a normal human being feeling normal human being emotions it honestly just means you're doing something new and new things can be really uncomfortable but if you pull back a little bit you can see that because you're uncomfortable it means you're growing like being uncomfortable can be a good thing there I've I've said this before there's good uncomfortable and there's bad uncomfortable but this good uncomfortable that you're feeling from doing something new That's a good thing. If we decided to live in our comfort zone, we would still be drinking because that used to be our comfort zone. The fact that you're even feeling uncomfortable means you've made a change and that you are growing. And I just wanna say, like, that is something to be so incredibly proud of. I want you to pause on that. Like, I really do. I want you to sit with that for a minute and just feel so proud recognize what you are doing and these steps you're taking and even though sometimes you can feel like a failure for having these you know FOMO feelings over the holiday season it's not a bad thing that is something to be proud of that means you are making a change that not a lot of people do so pause on that reflect on that and I just want you to feel so proud of yourself if you are in that stage right now And unfortunately, there are no quick fixes when it comes to feeling more confident and feeling better in your sobriety. You really just have to practice. Sobriety is a practice. People think sobriety just means like quitting alcohol and that's it. But for me, sobriety is not that. Sobriety is a practice. It's an ongoing thing that you have to keep learning about, just like anything else in life. Like whether you practice being good at shuffling a deck of cards or you I don't know or you practice making cookies or like whatever you practice we have to practice things in order to get better at them and sobriety is no exception you have to practice sobriety throughout all events throughout all seasons throughout every part of your life in order to start feeling more confident about it like I said sober holidays are not just like okay I've done one sober holiday and now I'm a professional at it like Honestly, I know two people who relapsed over Thanksgiving and it's heartbreaking and it's so sad, but like these things do happen. And I just want to make a really quick note. Relapse does not mean failure. Relapse does not mean you have failed and that your sobriety is over and that you are ruined your whole life. I honestly think relapse, I'm not giving anyone permission to relapse, by the way. This is not me giving anyone permission to relapse. But I do feel that relapse is a really good tool once you're able to move away from it for your recovery and for sobriety. Because when you relapse, you find a new boundary. It's not like, oh, I've made a mistake. When you relapse, you're like, oh, okay, I found a boundary. That's something I can't do. These are people I can't be around. These are things that I'm not willing to be a part of for a while you find a piece of yourself that you didn't know existed. So although relapses can be extraordinarily dangerous and they can be very harmful or they could just be kind of a little setback, it depends on you know your drinking and where you are on your alcohol journey, but relapses can be an incredibly helpful part of your toolkit. And again, I'm not giving anyone permission to relapse, but if you do, definitely take it as a learning experience and not as like something to be miserable about or something to feel like you're a failure from and another note because honestly of course I love lists I made a list of you know 10 things that will help you during your sober holidays but before we jump into the list for the end of the episode I just want to say that tradition is not a reason to put yourself in danger I don't care who will be mad at you, as long as there is a you to be mad at after the holiday season is over, that's really all that matters. I know it's hard. I know we hate to disappoint people. I know the people pleasers in us, you know, can just go crazy over this, but please do not put yourself in a dangerous situation. Do not force yourself to do something to make other people around you comfortable. I promise you there will be a holiday season every year for the rest of your life so you're definitely not going to miss out on anything by missing out on one. It's okay not to be ready. It is okay to take time and to pause and to say that you still need a little bit of growth before you engage in these situations with these people at these work events doing all these things it is okay to take some more time to grow christmas will be waiting for you next year and the next year and the year after that and i promise you if these people really truly care about you they want your safety first and they want you to be your healthiest self first and if they don't want that for you then that's a different conversation that you need to think about um but these people will understand the people who truly love and care about you will understand but to set you up for success i have made this list of 10 things that you can do over the holiday season that might make it a little bit easier for you all right number one is prepare i want you to prepare not only mentally but also physically this might mean going to therapy this might mean journaling this might mean visualizing this might mean planning an escape route this might mean whatever it means to you you need to think ahead Of what's to come you know your family you know what's gonna happen at these work parties you know what's gonna happen over you know anything that you're going to I want you to visually prepare and think ahead of what possible hardships lie ahead like I don't mean sit and obsess over every possible little scenario But again, like you know your family. You know the things that you're going into. Build up confidence within yourself by coming up with a list of responses if you know people are gonna ask certain things or having a list of ways of de-escalating situations that you know might be escalated during this whole season. Literally practice your boundaries in the mirror. (laughs) That's what I did and it worked for me. The prep work is a really, really, really helpful tool. During the holiday season, like don't go into a situation unprepared. Don't go home if you know it's gonna be stressful and not have thought of, you know, anything that you can respond with or a way to get out or, you know, a way of de escalating or just a way of surviving in this space that might be really difficult for you. In my sobriety there are people i used to avoid because i knew that i couldn't be around them like i would go to a situation and know like okay i can't be around this person i don't want to look at this person there wasn't like a huge list of people but there were like certain things about certain people that i knew wouldn't be healthy for me within my first holiday so i kind of like it's like i'm going to avoid you and kind of stick over here to the people that make me feel safe basically just make a plan of who what when where why what to say and where to go it's impossible to avoid all triggers. Like, you're not gonna be able to walk into a situation and avoid everything that makes you feel bad. But if you plan ahead, you can really limit this for yourself. Number two is bring your own non-alcoholic options. Um, I've noticed that people are so much less likely to offer you a drink if you already have something in your hand. And it also makes you feel really included. Like if you're sitting around with a bunch of people and they all have cute little cocktails in their hands or like cans or bottles or whatever. And if you have one in your hand also, it makes you feel like a part of the group. I think more so than holding a glass of water would do. I mean, for some people also, NA options can be triggering, so please limit that if that's something that you're not comfortable with. But feeling included by holding something in your hand or coming prepared makes a big difference. Number three is shorten your stay if necessary. I'm 10 years sober and I have shortened my holiday visits because they're hard. If you only have the mental capacity to see someone for a weekend, Let it just be a weekend. If you only have the capacity to see them for one dinner in an evening, do that. Get a hotel or get an Airbnb. Like you don't have to stay at these people's houses. You don't have to follow the tradition of what has been there year after year at all. You can completely break that mold. And number four is create new holiday traditions. You don't have to do what has been traditionally done your entire life. And for people who don't like the holiday season, make this the week or two weeks that you try something new every year go skydiving like do something crazy do whatever it doesn't have to be holiday based you can literally make a tradition and make future traditions in whatever way you want my husband and i for the past 10 years have broken the mold and we have had christmas eve just the two of us and even when family has protested we decided to do a tradition because It was best for us because it's what we wanted to do. We have, you know, our little family unit and maybe one day we'll have kids and that's something we want to implement. We do the same thing every single year. I make a prime rib, creamed corn, creamed spinach, some kind of mashed potatoes, you know, a horseradish whipped cream for the prime rib, some kind of salad, and then a key lime pie. It's the same every year, but it's like literally my favorite tradition ever. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, And it's because I broke the molds and I thoroughly enjoy the holidays a thousand times more because I have some control over how I want it to look. And that's the beauty of sobriety. You can create whatever kind of life you want. And number five is talk to somebody about your holiday stress. Do not bottle it up. Take the time to talk to a friend or a trusted family member or someone in your life about The resentment you have, or the anger you have, or the fear you have, or the anxiety you have, like whatever emotions you're feeling, like the fantasies that are living in your head of how you think drinking at your holiday event will go, talk to someone about that. Anger and resentment are such strong emotions and ones that for me or the biggest causes of relapse. So be really mindful of what you're feeling and don't just shove it under the rug because it makes it easier for other people to digest or to be around you. You need to put your emotions first. Be honest and thorough about your feelings of stress, dread, resentment, and anxiety. Don't leave any emotion unturned. And number six, which probably is my favorite one of all time, let this be your new mantra. Your abstinence from alcohol did not prove to you or teach you how to control your drinking. No matter your length of time away from alcohol, your time away from alcohol did not cure your drinking self. That was not a phase. So many of us can convince ourselves that that was a phase, but I assure you it was not a phase. Because if it were a phase, you would have been able to move out of the phase. And just because you're sober doesn't mean you've moved out of that phase. It means you have cut the toxic stuff since out of your life, and your life is so much better for it. Your drinking self is you. It's literally you right there sitting there listening to this podcast. It's just you don't have alcohol in your system like that person that drinking self is still able to exist it's still able to come out if you feed it alcohol and number seven is surround yourself with sober people surround yourself with sober meetings sober podcasts quit lit all these things that remind you of sobriety and that can make you feel reaffirmed in your own sobriety I want you to have some sort of little sobriety toolkit whenever you go somewhere and be able to pick from it whenever you need something to digest. There are so many virtual AA meetings or if you're not into AA there's so many virtual just sober based meetings that you can attend especially during the holiday season. You can even check in with your sober friends like it doesn't have to be a meeting it can just be interacting with people who are also sober to make you feel reaffirmed within your own sobriety. And number eight, this is another one of my favorites and I've said it before and I've been saying this one for years, but I'll keep saying it. Make a list of like the top five or 10 things that you've done while drinking that you deeply regret and that you're really remorseful for. And if you've already made that list, make a holiday exclusive list. Like what in your holiday seasons past have you missed out on? What have you done? What have you said? What have you contributed to in a negative way because of your alcohol usage? What memories were taken away from you because you were drinking alcohol instead? And keep this list with you because whenever you start to feel like it's a phase and that you can do it and that you're so stressed that you definitely need a drink, read this list and realize it's not a phase. You will do these things again and You've tried to drink to control your stress in the past and it's never worked. Write it, read it, and absorb it because I promise you and you know this in the back of your head without me telling you that drinking will not fix anything that you're feeling. Nothing will come from a drink except more regret and more shame. And since we're on the topic, number nine, make a gratitude list. And, you know, you see this all over social media, but like really make a gratitude list. Make a list of things that you are thankful for because you were not drinking alcohol over the holiday season anymore. Like what will sobriety bring you this season? Like what are things that you could potentially look towards being grateful for? Not maybe a list of things that you are grateful for, maybe a list of things that you can be grateful for and that you are looking forward to in your in your first or second or your millionth sober holiday like what are you looking forward to what can we look forward to be grateful about will sobriety bring you clarity and a new sense of strength will sobriety give you time and connection with the people that you love will it give you an opportunity to impress your boss because everyone around you is like slurry and stumbly and you're sharp-minded and you're able to hold a conversation and you know connect one-on-one in a way that you weren't before. What experiences this year will you be able to be present for that you weren't able to be in years prior because you were drinking? I know there's a lot to be upset about and worried about over the holiday season, but there's also so much to be grateful for, not even in an outward way, but also internally. I'm, I'm like specifically this year, I am so grateful for my sobriety and not because of You know, my actions or my words, but because I feel like I'm growing even 10 years later, I'm still growing so much as a person. I'm still learning how to manage stress and to manage different things in my life in such a profound way that alcohol would have ruined for me in the past. So what are you grateful for? What are you looking forward to about being sober this holiday season? Write that all down. And number 10, maybe some of you are a little similar to me. Um, I feel like those with addictive personalities and I'm an addictive personality person through and through, but those with addictive personalities and alcoholism, Some of you guys might have had some trouble with money in the past. Um, (laughs) It's definitely me. It took me a long time to learn how to spend money properly and to not just do it for the high. And to be completely honest, sometimes I still mess up. But during the holiday season, be very weary. Um, Do not overspend. Do not go into debt. Do not spend more than you have to because it makes you feel good to give to others. Because if you give to others and you don't have anything left over for yourself you are just going to be left with feelings of shame and regret and remorse and like all of these negative things which could lead to relapse and could lead to like a very negative spiral downward so just be very mindful of gifting over the holiday season I know it feels good I know it feels good to spend money but it doesn't feel good not to have any money after or spend money that you were supposed to allocate towards something to something that you weren't supposed to allocate it towards Holidays aren't about gifts. Um, I feel like, yeah, of course they're not about gifts. They are about connections and friends and family and love and like all the good things. But you can plan around that. Like if you can't afford to gift people actual presents this year, gift an experience. Like gift one-on-one time with them. Do something. Take them out. It doesn't have to be a physical gift that you give someone. And a lot of people are like this. But for me, I am I would much rather have a one-on-one personal experience than like a gift. And so if they're a person actually worth keeping in your life, which I hope they are, they will not be upset that you don't have a physical gift to give them. And last but not least, number 11. It's a little bonus one, but remember to have fun over the holiday season. Honestly, in this episode, we've been talking about stress and triggers and like all the negative parts of the holiday season if you're sober, but there is so much fun to be had. The holidays are my favorite time of the year and that is included with all the family stress and the trauma and the drama and like all the things that are negative. The holiday season is still my favorite time of year because it is something that I have created for myself. I've learned over the years and remember I have learned and it's something that you will learn. It was something, it'll it'll be something that you will continue to practice. You will have peace over the holiday season. It might not be the first or the second one, but I, I promise you every consecutive year it will get easier because you will, like me, learn how to balance the unpleasant with the pleasant. At first, it felt like the holiday season was something that I had to do. But now it's something that I get to do. It's it's something I get to do with my husband. It's something that I get to do in a way that I want to do it. You get to create any kind of holiday season that you want. You get to have any experience that you want. You get to make the connections that you want and cut out the ones that you don't want. You get to break tradition and create the mold and to set the boundaries. You get to do all of these really beautiful things that will set you and your family and maybe your future family up for, you know, beautiful holiday seasons to come. And that's a really exciting thing. Again, holidays are really stressful for me. I just said I came home crying for two days because of the time I spent at home over the holidays but they are still my favorite time of the year because I have created boundaries and I have shaped my life in such a way that that was that but you know the holiday that I will have moving forward like I spent my time I did the things that I needed to do but moving forward for the rest of the holiday season I get to do exactly what I want to do and I've made a boundary I've limited myself I've limited my time I've limited my resources because I know I can only give so much during this time. And I have peace moving forward because I have practiced these things. I have practiced and practiced and practiced, and that is what you are gonna have to do as well. It takes time to learn these things, and it also takes time to unlearn the unhealthy things that you are trying to bring with you from your past. You are not a failure if you are having a hard holiday season. Like I said earlier, you're growing and it might take a few seasons for this to feel easy, but honestly, I don't really think that's the point. I don't think moving into the holiday seasons and learning and preparing, I don't think that's about making life easy because life is never easy all the time. There's always gonna be hard parts and stressful parts about any situation that you're in. I think the main point of what I'm trying to get at is really putting into practice building up your sober self in such a beautiful and concrete way that even when things do get very stressful and very hard and very triggering, it'll feel easier than it used to because we've learned how to manage all of the bad and the stress. There will always be hard times and stress, but by putting these things into practice little by little, By practicing your mindset shifting and by practicing putting in place your boundaries, that will set you up for success and for successful holiday seasons for many years to come. So that's it for me today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I really do hope you have a really beautiful holiday season. And if you don't recognize that, I hope you just have a great December. Um, No matter what you practice, no matter, you know, what you're doing, I'm here for you. And... You've got this. You have definitely got it within you. I promise you if you have the capacity within you to drink for as long as you did and to do all those hard things, you definitely have it within you to be sober during the holiday season. You can always leave me an Instagram DM to ask any questions or if you want anything talked about specifically for the holiday season, I'm more than happy to answer your question. and. Maybe do a podcast episode over it. So let me know if you need anything. I'm always here. I'm at Hello, I am Tara. But in the meantime, I hope you have a really beautiful holiday season or a very beautiful December. Stay warm, stay happy, stay healthy, and love you lots. Bye.